Hello and welcome to the Animation Communication Podcast, your source for discussion about animation, film, fandom and more. So please, join your host, I Love Kim Possible A Lot, or KP, and Lauren Kizich for today's discussion. If you like what you hear, please remember to support by giving a like, a follow, as well as subscribing to the main I Love Kim Possible A Lot channel on YouTube. Spread the word and keep being a part of the great Kim unity. This episode contains some mild adult language. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Animation Communication. Um, this personally is one I've been wanting to talk about a while for, so this is very, like, grab your glass of wine and, like, chill and listen to, like, our bad stories because this the worst possible thing and the scariest thing is bad PR, mwahaha, which, dun, dun, dun. which is basically um, how... Um, Especially, like, of the recording, um, the presidential elections are still going on. So you can kind of see, like, everyone's relationship with the public via, like, how they're um, campaigning. Um, so basically how the public perception is is seeing you, even if you're not the same person. Like, you, you think of, like, The Rock, who everyone, like, no one, everyone was like, the Rock wants to be a movie star like 10 years ago. Now they're like, The Rock should be president. I'd vote for The Rock. So I don't know. Do you know how that happens? PR. So um, public relations. So, you know, it's 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 a, it's a thing with journalism. So um, something that I've not had a fun time with. So PR and um, toxic creator. So um, the other part of this is talking about how my big thing is because of the Internet, everyone has it. Everyone has a platform, but everyone has a platform. So you get, like, really toxic creators um, who, even if they're not speaking out publicly about their toxic behavior, there's a lot of, like, enabling and big therapy terms going on that we're going to discuss. So, like, my my overall rule is we're not going to say any names. Um, I don't want anyone to be like, I heard on the podcast that Jimmy Joe is, like, a piece of garbage, so I'm going to talk to Jimmy <laughs> Joe on Twitter or whatever. But um, it will be, if you do your homework, um, we'll leave some links in the description. Um, it will be relatively obvious. So you got you to, gotta, you gotta, like, I'm not about, you know, protecting people from their bad mistakes, but just don't, don't harass anyone at, like, this is this is a happy place. Everyone just be nice, but hopefully these stories can help people learn um, about the internet and how it's dangerous sometimes, which is not fun. So anyway, um, yeah. so with yeah. us we today, we don't have a like an industry yeah, so guest. Whitney, but we have some probably the other important to, people. So we have um, the most two team. So we talk about daily about, um, or, you know, Whitney, go daily about like things that are going on with the team and how to approach specific problems because, um, the thing about doing interpersonal work is there's just a lot of, um, technical ways you should approach specific problems and especially, um, sometimes fans and nerds in general are, um, not the best with social skills. So it's about trying to find ways to delicately help people to improve or like see what's going on and then we have Tifa who's been like who's a super senior staff editor so Tifa's what about you what's up (laughs) well as you heard I've been on the team for I want to say almost 
four to five years. I really cannot recall when I started. <laughs> um, I'm an editor and I do some videos for KP. I'm also known as Gutslav on YouTube to make it easier. Plug, plug. <laughs> and I'm also a graphic <laughs> designer as my real job. What do you, do you what are your, some of your projects that you like to do on the team since you've like I think you joined like mid 2016 or something like that. I want to say yes because it was during the production of that one radio. Oh play. yeah, fuck that. I hate that it. That thing still haunts me. <laughs> That thing still haunts me because I was in charge of doing cleanup for many of the chapters, and I was like, uh. <laughs> but then I think one of the bigger videos was like uh, Made in Manhattan or that one Rainbow Dash episode from the same season. I can't recall if it was season five or something. And, but one of my favorite videos that I worked on had to be either the Stan Lee video or the one... I believe I want to say was also Clone High, but before that, I really cannot tell you which other one was my favorite for the top, at the tip of my tongue. Viva Mexico! <laughs> okay, yeah, and Tifa also um, is Mexican, as in from Mexico. I'm not just being like, I'm not just being like, like super racist and like everyone's Mexican. No, she's like physically from Mexico. So sometimes, if needed, she does some Spanish subtitles, but we don't really do that that often. Um, and then Lauren's here again. I, I don't think I, I introduced you to her. Yes. <laughs> I, I feel like, I feel like I, my presence is, is omniscient. I'm like, I'm always there, always present. I'm just, it's <laughs> like, even if I'm not always heard, I am definitely there. <laughs> so you're basically the Teen KP Santa Claus. Yeah, it's, who wants toys? This is still the Halloween time. She sees okay. us when we're <laughs> She knows when she you're knows awake. She knows when we're awake. She knows if we're panic. I know. Hey, I'm trying to make hey, it but creepy. Stores have been putting up Christmas she things. She sees you when you're sleeping. She sees you when you're awake. She sees you when you're sleeping. She sees you when you're sleeping. She sees you when you're sleeping. <laughs> but hey, if if typical stores have Christmas stuff earlier and earlier in the year. We can do the same. <laughs> I mean, I guess the buy me stuff people don't don't do that. Don't, don't sim for me. Um, anyway, so we have a bunch of news stories because I thought we wouldn't have any, and then like a bunch of stuff happened because like Hollywood is shut down, and the only thing that is happening is like animation. Imagine that. So I'll let Lauren talk about the first thing because I think she will explode if we don't talk about it soon. So go ahead, Lauren. <laughs> Okay, so as of recording this, uh, I did see Lupin the Third, the first, uh, the English dub release uh, in theaters, uh, and it was only one night, one screening, and uh, and I was just I was very very fortunate to be able to go see it, and I saw it with uh, Chrissy, who has been on here, Cosmic Keyframe. Uh, she was a recent, uh, pretty recent guest on our show uh, in the past, and uh, we went and celebrated our twelfth friend anniversary. Uh, to go see it because she introduced me to Lupin as well so I mean we what what's a little gushing to do between sisters right <laughs> um and it and it so it has an Sorry. English sub release coming up in a couple days so as of recording this that would be on October 21st so uh whenever you hear this episode sorry you missed it um <laughs> but um but the thing is it was it counts as a fathom event 
uh, in the theaters that have been able to play it because it was like a, you know, a special event thing. Um, uh, this was, as far as I know, the only releases that have been distributed outside of Japan uh, that have done the dubs and the subs and stuff like that. So, um, especially in the in the wake of COVID. But yeah, this movie had a, its Japanese release at the end of 2019. So it was only a matter of time until it made over made it to the, over to the states and elsewhere. But um, but no, really good, really well animated. Uh, English dub is great if you are a Lupin fan and you love the cast from Part Two in particular. It's pretty much everybody that's back except for Dan Lorge who played uh, Inspector Zenigata. Uh, it's now uh, Doug Erholtz who plays him in Parts Five and Six, and he is an excellent Zenigata. Um, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. If you've never gotten into Lupin the Third, basically it's a whole high series. It's a, the the longest running anime series I think to date, and it's a high series about a team of thieves who travel the world trying to steal treasure. And there's always this inspector that tries to capture them. And uh, I think Indiana Jones meets James Bond meets Ocean's Eleven meets Looney Tunes. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it's it's a lot of fun, and the movie is a huge homage to that, especially since the creator Monkey Punch, uh, unfortunately passed away last year in the middle of the film's production, just before they were, you know, gonna finish it up and release it. Um, but he was very involved in uh, the creation of the movie to make sure that it was true to the legacy and uh, and cementing hope for for more Lupin content in the future. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> no no yeah i was just just making sure you were done um and (laughs) oh yeah um so if you like disney plus like this show is not (laughs) sponsored by disney plus but because of the because of the state of the industry plus the generalist accessibility of disney plus words are hard um they are doing a lot of original stuff that they can release relatively easily so um two of our stories about that The first one, which I was kind of surprised about, is, um, again, Pixar's Soul is going to be released on Christmas Day on Disney Plus without any extra fees, so you can watch it on Christmas. So, like, I think I talked last episode about how I'm surprised they did that because, like, the Milan um, marketing campaign was, like, pretty much done, so I can I, I see how they were like, well, might as well. But so they could have held on for a little longer, but I think they're, again, they're really bleeding badly. So there was an extended trailer drop. I'm excited for this, like existentialism and creative passion, especially like in media are like what, two, two of my favorite tropes. So I'm curious to see what this goes. Yeah, um, we got some, we got to see how, like it's interesting because like the, the trailer didn't really, they're trying really hard to not have any like, religious elements in there besides like just general heaven and hell kind of things so they're talking about like souls being created and like it's a nice happy place it's like and I'm like is this purgatory but it's like a happy purgatory so I think it's interesting for such a big studio to kind of juggle that thing like when historically um other studios kind of deal with religion a little bit more you know like we have Don Bluth with with the heaven dogs and um 
Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I know what it's called. I, I did that on purpose, but anyway. <laughs> All ducks go to heaven, yeah. Um, it's fine, it's fine. Um, and then we have Prince of Egypt, obviously, which <laughs> Sorry. has heavy themes of religion, but I don't think... I mean, this is probably, like, if we're counting Fantasia, like, kind of close to, like, discussing religious stuff for Disney, which is interesting. So, um, I guess we'll see what happens. I am excited about it, and you know what I like... You know what I like more than movies about existentialism? Existential movies that are free because I don't pay for my prescription of or subscription of Disney Plus. My my brother does, who is un, who is actually employed right now. Thanks, COVID. So, do you guys have any thoughts on Soul? I unfortunately haven't seen the extended trailer. I have no idea why I've been putting it off. Uh, ever since the first trailer, I thought, oh, this looks cool. Um, but aside from that, like I mentioned before, I haven't seen the extended trailer, so I really can't add more to that. Sorry. Um, in general, I find the character designs to be very fun um, and like full of life, essentially, which obviously, because that's the premise is soul, and so they want it to, which good character design. Um, but some complaints that I've seen from people online in general is that, oh, this is like, the umpteenth movie from Disney where the black characters don't stay human for the whole movie. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Or like or the people of character who who end up being animals for like either the majority or half the movie aka Emperor's New Groove aka Brother Bear and others. Yeah. So that that's also a thing and I'm not sure if they're consciously doing that or not. Um but I don't think so, but yeah, I can see where, I can see that complaint. Yeah, but aside from that, I don't have enough of an opinion on it yet. I think that it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, just that, you know, I think a lot of people were hoping for more of, like, a general, like, uh, more human story and less focus mm -hmm. on the soul part, if yeah. that makes sense. I think I had an idea like that, too, when I first heard of the film, and... And I thought it was going to be more like, oh, finding the soul in your, pa like, in terms of passion, like, into your work, which in this, ca in this case, the character is very passionate about music. And I thought, oh, it's going to be something related about that, not necessarily related to, oh, this character's freaking dead. We're about to explore souls in the afterlife. Yeah, I thought it was more metaphorical, not literal. I thought they were going to go in, like, a... Mm -hmm. um soulful um improv jazz type of direction but that's not the direction they chose yeah i'm cur i'm curious to see where they go with it because it seems like that even with how much content they put into the trailers they don't give away everything and that seems to be something that for the most part pixar's been really good at doing with their trailers is that they give you just enough to get you oh, yeah. interested um but they but then they don't give away absolutely everything they give you just enough to to give you a little thirst for some more <laughs> some more info um but yeah it's i'm curious to see how it goes i mean the music in the trailer already had me feeling really good and um and the and the visuals i i i'm like everybody goes oh you know the you know pixar keeps getting better and better with their rendering and stuff like that and i think some of this rendering and especially in like in the human world and the living world scenes uh some of the best rendering i've seen out of any pixar movie and so they just keep getting better and better. Oh, yeah. Like the lighting is especially prominent. That it's just done so well 
that it just it seems very photorealistic. And everybody thought that, you know, Good Dinosaur, while it wasn't a strong story, the visuals were really amazing. Uh, this one, I'm hoping that it's balanced out with incredible visuals and great storytelling, which, I mean, I, I don't see this as a carbon copy of Inside Out. This is just another means of exploring, you know, the inner workings in a way that is more, again, it's, it's the soul. It's more spiritual rather than thinking of, like, in the literal sense of emotions in your head. Yeah, and definitely like the the subject matter. I can see I can see the comparisons of Inside Out, but I think I think they're just like like they're similar, but they're different. I don't know if that makes sense, but I'm kind of like I get why Inside Out people liked it, but I'm kind of like yeah, it was it was okay. It was it was interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so next story is um, speaking <laughs> of Disney making things that we don't need. Um, so they're releasing a Olaf short um, called "Once Upon a Snowman." Um, they're they've already started teasing it. Lauren, is there a release date for it yet? Do you know? Uh, I believe it's I believe it's 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 exclusive to Disney Plus. Um, I I may have to double back on the release date. Um, let me double check that. I think it's going to be at the end of October because I remember seeing the the promo earlier today and it, I think it says something about October 20-something, but I really can't tell you, like, oh, it's on the 23rd or the 24th. I just know it's going to be uh, at October the October Okay, oh, that's relatively recently. Okay, so um, of all the things, I mean, I guess this makes sense, but I think, um, you know, and I think it would have, been better to release this kind of concept maybe like a couple years earlier because now it just seems like the market is oversaturated with like frozen like shorts with everything and then we got lego frozen shorts and i'm just like enough like so you know i like i think the concept is is interesting and i think it's something that can be explored relatively um in a fun way because it's it's a contradictory narrative to the main movie which is different comparatively but you know again i think i'm like i'm kind of eh about frozen like again same same kind of feel like i get why people like it but it never like personally was like oh my god this is the best movie ever um so but i can see that why they're like you know especially like relatively recently in the last couple of months or so because of coronavirus we were getting a bunch of ola <laughs> Olaf yeah. shorts about you know trying to keep everyone together and just fun things like called Olaf at home so we're <laughs> I think on top of that we're just like more frozen stuff like come on man do something else our last headline because we obviously have to save the best for last uh, we are getting the movie 2020 deserves with Universal Pictures home entertainment's bobbleheads coming out in December, on December 8th specifically. Uh, if you have not seen the trailers, first of all, you're lucking out right now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it's a, a another little gold nugget from the studio Threshold Entertainment, which if, you, if that name is familiar to you, it's probably because you remember it from Food Fight <laughs> from 2012. Um, and uh, yeah, so Larry Kazanov, the director of Food Fight, and uh, I, 
and and I guess he he runs Threshold Entertainment, his production company. Uh, he is one of the co-directors for this, along with Kirk Wise. Now, if for all the Disney files, you all know Kirk Wise as the oh, one of the directors no. from Beauty and the Beast, uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame, and Atlantis, and that's just to name a few. Uh, so, <laughs> so this is an interesting amalgamate of. <laughs> Of where you have Kirk Wise, who comes from this this prestigious background of Disney films, and then there's Larry Kasanov, who I director. Mean, <laughs> let's just say his venture into animation wasn't exactly the strongest he could have had. It was big, but not in the way he intended. <laughs> um. Uh. So, the, and I have seen the trailer many, many times by now. For bobbleheads, because it's one of those. It's mostly because it's one of those things where once you see it <laughs> once, you're like, no, 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 no. What am I missing here? This is a this. What am I missing? Where is this? Is a gag, right? I'm like, <laughs> and I look. Okay, so the premise is, uh, as far as I can gauge it, is that there is a uh, a couple that wants to. There's this like like I don't know. There's this couple played by Jennifer Coolidge and Luke Wilson, that uh, and they bring in their dog and they all wanted like I I guess they want they're either they moved into a new house or they were trying to like break into the house. I'm not sure. I think it's they moved into the house. Uh, and meanwhile, these bobbleheads that got left behind by their family when the move happened, which again this is all I'm gauging based off the trailer, um, is that these bobbleheads got left behind. And uh, and they are basically trying to protect the house, not realizing the reality of the situation. Um, meanwhile, their heads constantly bobble, as bobbleheads do. Uh, it's very distracting <laughs> and very annoying. <laughs> but uh, and I and I can only imagine what a pain it was to animate those. <laughs> She's been tortured. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm just going to say my piece about this, and you guys can jump in. Um, like, if there's a bad movie that is writing off the fact <laughs> that it's going to be bad, which seemingly this movie is banking on, so you get all the YouTubers being like, emoji ripoff, and then they get a million views, and then they're advertising the movie. If you don't want bad movies to exist, just don't see the bad movies. Don't see them ironically. Like, just just don't see them because then the like, studios realize they won't make money and they won't make them anymore. It's that simple. End scene. Okay, everyone else. I honestly oh, yeah, and, think... And Cher uh, is in it, too, by the oh, way. Oh, my God, no, Cher. <laughs> <laughs> Cher, no. another one bites the dust. What's going on? <laughs> uh, well... I, for one, uh, I think I commented this with a friend of mine, uh, how I really think that this is also banking on the whole thing of, oh, X thing that's basically seen as a toy or as a collectible can be made into a feature film, as mm -hmm. we've seen with Lego Movie, which was amazing. I unfortunately did not see the first one in theaters because I thought it was just going to be a cash grab movie. I was totally wrong. And I then saw the rest of them in theaters uh, to support the films, and they were amazing. I did not see the Ninjago movie, so I can't say anything about it. And after that, we got the Playmobil movie, which 
I just knew it was going to be a cash grab movie, and I heard <laughs> bad comments about it, so I'm like, yep, I'm not going to waste my time with it. And now we get the freaking Bobbleheads movie. Well, before that, it was the Emoji movie, and everyone yeah. knew it was bad. <laughs> and yet, it still made so much money. And that is very disappointing. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not sure it's because the audience or the moviegoers think, oh, we did take Lego Movie for granted. Maybe this is going to be the next Lego Movie, only to be fooled. Mm -hmm. You fool! You fell for the classic blunders. <laughs> <laughs> So that's actually my piece. I unfortunately didn't see the entire trailer. I I was I was looking through my Twitter and someone had the trailer playing and I just barely saw a few seconds and I'm like, yeah, nope, skip. Uh, this is my first <laughs> exposure to this. I've not heard about this somehow. Um, but... <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to. I'm just thinking, I swear, and then I saw some baseball it. movie where they had a gag where, like, the, the bobbleheads were, like, animated and talking and bouncing around, and I hated it. And so the idea of sitting through an hour and a half, that, I don't want to. <laughs> I just don't know what the thought process with this was, because with, like, at least with, like, the Emoji movie and the Lego movie, those things feel topical. I don't think I've seen a bobblehead since the 90s. So... <laughs> and the funny thing is the designs of these things, the, these characters, looks very 90s. Oh, does yeah. it not? It, in, including one of them supposed to be like an anime type character, and but she looks like the westernized version of an anime character, if you catch my drift. Yeah. Where it's the major sparkles on the eyes, the the bowl cut the <laughs> I'm like why and the robotic why? armor <laughs> and the, she yeah she's got the robot armor I'm like okay <laughs> get in the Ava Shinji I just <laughs> I I genuinely don't know um I kind of am in the same opinion <laughs> as Rachel except for the fact that I think that bad movies should exist because for one they serve an example of what not to do. And you can analyze them and say, okay, why is this bad? Because sometimes for people who are starting out and they look at something that they really enjoy, they have a hard time discerning why they like it until they're given the bad thing. Um, and also, mm -hmm. what would I complain about? <laughs> um, but I, I don't know what to expect from this movie. It sounds to me like something that I'm probably not going to watch outside of the trailer now that you brought it to my attention. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, I really hope that the director gets uh, a second chance. Um, and... Not even the power of Kirk Wise can help. <laughs> yep, I, I mean, I really hope that he's able to redeem himself with this, and if not... I mean, at the very I, least... I, I don't know. <laughs> at the very least, I can say the rendering looks better no. than Food Fights did. At least there's that. <laughs> yeah, there, I think the issue with what Whitney said, too, is like, I, I get... And bad movies and, like, I think people's disdain is, like, millennials and their blind nostalgias. You have to understand the movie's bad and acknowledge it's bad, but, like, analyze what you like. But at the same time, like, we have enough bad movies. Do we need more? Do we need new ones? Like, uh, like the only thing I think of when I think of bobbleheads is, like, the fucking the, fu the Funko things, which don't actually bobble. 
I don't think. So maybe they're like, you jinxed it. No, but uh, like maybe they couldn't get the rights to the Funkos, so they're just like, "We'll do bobbleheads. The kids will know what we're talking about, or something." And now we are gonna get a Funko movie because we just jinxed it. So, (laughs) well, in twenty nine in twenty nineteen, it was announced that there were plans for one. So, I technically didn't jinx it. Yeah, it was already it was it was already jinxed before you came on. (laughs) Mwahaha. Okay, I think those are all the news stories. So now it's story time. So this is story time podcast time. So instead of um, the usual stuff. So I'm for those who um, are new and don't know me um, that well. Hi, I'm KP. So um, so I've like I've been a content creator since like 2013, which makes me feel old and I don't want to think about it too much. But um, I guess in the midst of that, I've seen a lot of good from people that enjoy the content and a lot of bad from people who um, are pretty fucked up, I want to say. So, um, again, my rule is I'm not going to say any names, but, you know, I'll leave it pretty obvious. And, you know, my also thing is I want to, or it's important for me to, like, speak my truth and not really what's the word um mess around not mess around but like try to hide things i I don't know like just just be honest with with like things that have happened and not just hush things because they are bad i don't know if that makes any sense i'm rambling but Anyway, like I'm a very out, like something that I've learned from the thing the thing I'm going to talk to you about is I'm very like outspoken and making sure that people know that they have boundaries with me directly. Um, and this is something I'm sure Whitney will talk about when we get to her. Um, and making sure that you know if there's a problem, like you know, like I don't know things that other people know, and uh, yeah, it's all about like you know just being direct and like people won't hate you if you can't do a podcast one day or you can't draw that thing on time because like it's your mom's birthday or whatever like it's all about like I think communication so it also comes into play when we're doing all this stuff nonprofit wise because like there's situations where I'm like okay so like like let's get an example so like if I wanted to cover soul on like as soon as it came out you know, that's Christmas. So I'd be like, hey, editor person, I want to do soul. And if we want to get a jump on this, we need to start like around Christmas. Like, what's your Christmas schedule like? Is that okay with you? Versus just assuming that they're going to say yes, because they're afraid of me, or they're afraid of like, I don't want to say like celebrity, because I don't personally consider myself like anything like that, or like, special or anything but you know there's an elevated sense of importance when it's someone else that you admire and that kind of works for everyone you're just afraid that you're going to screw up if you're starting to have a more personal relationship with that person so you know a lot of times something that will happen is they'll be like oh I'll do that thing for you KP because only because you asked me and because um because I want to impress you and I'm just like but are you sure? And they're just like, yes, KP, it will be great. And then they 
unbeknownst to me, they re- they neglect something that was important because they didn't tell me about it. And then they either get burnt out or they, or, you know, they neglect like just basic habits like sleeping and eating to get this thing as fast as humanly possible to me. And then I'm just like, how'd you get that done so fast? And they're just like, I didn't eat for 14 days. I'm just like, you shouldn't do that. Why did you do that? So um, just my basic thing is about communication, especially when you are doing, especially when you're doing nonprofit stuff. But like, even when you're not doing nonprofit stuff, there's always the motivation that people will lie, like even not to their boss, but like in between their each other because there's the monetary advantage and you know they were like I'll do it because I like this job versus like this is not realistic for me I need to set boundaries so having boundaries is good so that's my spiel before I go into this so anyway so I was in I did the pony fandom stuff for those who found me post pony congratulations you figured it out um and so because we do nonprofit stuff I one of my first mistakes is hiring children, not children, children, but like, you know, 16, 17, 18, <laughs> like, like the age you would when you would have a part-time job in high school anyway. So I don't do that anymore, A. So we had a pretty um, toxic individual who was a really good editor, but um, he lied about a bunch of different things. Um, from the get-go... Um, he lied about his age. He lied about um, deadlines, even though he was warned. He he got in trouble with the police at some time, which, which Whitney, I never, I don't think you know that part, but he, he kind of mentioned it. And I was like, okay, well, you're not a trustworthy person anymore, so bye-bye. So, um, but when... Um, like, I think the mindset of this, 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 this child was basically, well oh no, I'm being, like, he was in another friend group that was, um, had these issues of not bringing up things that should have brought, been brought to my attention, which makes me paranoid today of people and trusting people. But anyway, so, and they, they, the four of them, like, kind of formed the circle of just, like, you know, bullshitting on me and I think what happened is he was manipulated by that so it was two guys it was one girl and it was him and he was manipulated by that to kind of think oh I'm a horrible person because I am doing thing I'm having people do things for free I don't know like we've talked about that before if you're new but like the TLDR is essentially um have your boundaries and know what you personally want to get out of things for free especially with all like the reanimated collabs that are out today that people are contributing to which are all non-profit obviously because they're doing copyrighted stuff but you guys you guys are still listening right yeah. okay okay i don't know anymore because like half of this podcast is just going to be me talking okay so anyway um so then um this child with uh the two guy friends. I I really yes. think the girl person was the main <laughs> contributor as far as the general um, attitude or the bitterness or whatever. Because, um, like, of the two animator boys, one had a positive experience that was manipulated to have a negative experience. And the other one just wasn't firm with his boundaries. 
So the fourth person, I think, was the one who was just mostly bitter because she wanted something that I wasn't aware of, and she never really communicated that with me at all. So anyway, um, so the two boys formed this Twitter account where they're taking, like, assets from old animations and taking me out of context um, from what I remember. Um, let's see, what else were they? Like, doing fake legal threats to try to harass me because I think what happened is, like, um, they were worried about assets in a specific video putting them in copyright trouble. So instead of, like, talking to me about it or, like, doing research with that, they were just like, oh, we just need to take it down because, like, you know, they're going to go after everyone. My name's in the credits for that video. Um, three. So that's my only thinking, my only way to really um, think about, or that's, my, that's probably my takeaway. So anyway, so I was manipulated to think that I was this huge, horrible person that not only these people had, like, you know, horrible experiences with me, who I didn't know. Like, I had some ideas who was behind the Twitter because of the timing. Like, I knew the child was basically behind it the whole time, but I didn't have any distinctive proof um, just because of his attitude of just, like, he, he, he leaked stuff before. He, um, let's see, he would, like, send team members, like, the, the resistant, resistance is futile. KP will go down or something like that, you know, like all caps, like edgy, quote unquote, um, you know, it was a huge fucking mess. So like, from what I remember, it was like things that were taken out of context for me, um, animation files, legal threats that were, I'm just like, no, I don't, I don't think that's what's happening. So anyway, so I was surprised with like a relatively, you know, what I thought was a relatively educated fandom was just kind of taking things like this at, as a, you know, at a grain of salt, whatever. And uh, especially people that I really need, like, support-wise. So, like, everyone was afraid to touch me. I was getting, like, death threats and people were telling me to kill myself every day. You know, fun things. So then I developed, um, then I got traumatized and um, got really bad PTSD, which was great, which... Um, I, I'm I'm most I'm pretty vocal about like my trauma and stuff like that only because I think it's helpful for people to really understand um, that you know what you can do and that's why we just had this conversation about boundaries so you know and it helps me to know that like my experience is helping other people cope so you know um let's see and then from what I remember um, so this happened for a couple of months. And, uh, I was super, like, physically sick because I, you know, couldn't keep down food, which is great. Um, I'm not trying to do this to, like, please pity me, internet, but it just kind of just, just factual. Um, and, um, then, so, the female of the group was being, like, neutrally vocal and being like, oh, KP, well, I don't think you're a bad person, but you don't observe all this hate and I'm just like oh someone who can like explain to me what the fuck is going on because I don't know what's happening um so I contacted her she was apologetic um but what she neglected to tell me is that she 
was involved with the Twitter, like, however minimally, I don't care. But she knew who was doing it, and, like, um, she didn't relay that information to me, which would have been integral in making the harassment stop sooner. So, um, which is, like, I, I still think, like, that's, like, the cruelest thing anyone's ever done to me personally. It's just, like, not the, like, the fact that she was withholding the information when I was just getting so, like, horribly, disgustingly, like, physically sick, you know, it just, uh, like, to save, save her skin. Um, and then, so, a couple months later, so December, where I'm, like, kind of starting to stabilize, so it, you know, it took a couple months anyway, so, um, one of the two animator dudes was like, hey, so, it's us, um, sorry, so we had a big conversation about it, and um, they felt really bad, and they were like, we should have just talked to you, and I'm like, no shit, so um, I'm relatively okay with that, but what, the thing I think, the, the thing that I take away from um, that instance of specific is I did a, a public apology, which um, I took down, obviously, just because I didn't really understand like, I thought that's what we I needed to do because people were apparently so hurt when it was just manipulation from um, what I found out later. Um, but that by doing that, I kind of admitted my own, like, the, admitted guilt, quote-unquote, because I was apologizing for the thing that seemingly happened, which was a mistake. So, <sighs> oh well, I guess. And then the, the second thing is... Um, Let's see. I don't think there's a second thing. So then when they told me, they told me the girl was involved and I, I, I chewed her out because I was just done. And then she gaslit me, which is which she said something along the lines of like, don't be the monster everyone thinks you are by sharing what I did publicly because it doesn't matter what I did, but my personal reputation is more important to me than your mental state of mind sorry I was an asshole so again I you know that's something again too I didn't realize like I was trying to be like well I guess I'll try to be better than my enemies but like in reality it was evading consequence which is really fucked up so that's part which one I, I guess is, that of thing is bullshit. my is huge like horrible clusterfuck of it's like um <laughs> things and I'll kind of touch base on the toxic creator thing and then we'll talk about you know, the research Whitney and Tifa did, because Tifa was actually a witness through all this, yeah. and then Whitney was just kind of tired of me dealing with it, um, and was just like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just gonna do things, like, I'm just gonna call it what it is, you know, I'm done. So, um, because it's relatively better now, but, you know, I get, like, really bad anxiety at night, and, like, I have problems being around people that weren't as prevalent as just, like, an awkward artist kid now. It's, it's like, you know, it's, I mean, it's relatively under control of this moment, but, you know, guess who's on, like, a ton of medication because re and I think my, um, my other big takeaway, too, is the, I realize, like, um, the community in general kind of, like, was like, oh, well, that's kind of what you get, which was the attitude, which was, like, not everyone's attitude, but was a lot of the general attitude towards it, um, 
which I think was like, you know, I get that they were afraid to talk to me because I was quote unquote toxic and no one really knew what was true. Sure, fine, whatever. But, you know, just kind of the the coming away of just like senior like convention people were just not willing to say anything or do anything or just be like, you know, with some exceptions, like. Like, I love you, Casey. But anyway, um, with some exceptions, because they were just like, oh, we don't want to deal with this. And I'm just like, but by your lack of not dealing with this, you're letting people, you're letting toxic people that are lying define the narrative. You realize that might be bad. So, um, yeah, let's, I mean, that's, and then there was another person which i will not name but um another popular person in the community a male who was basically was like that's what you get and that's what you get for not paying people for making people do for free stuff and um let's see what else did he say and it was basically communication problems again like he didn't want to put any more work on the team when we were when we were doing videos or i was sending him video stuff but um, he didn't communicate that with me, and he was much more set with, like, oh, the fandom's not toxic, you're toxic. And I'm just like, yeah, I get that a lot of people, especially at the conventions, are not particularly the toxic minority, but it's still there, and you just can't ignore it because it's convenient. So a lot of that mindset, too. Um, so that's why I'm not friends with him. But, okay, I think I'm done with the <laughs> initial part. Uh, Whitney and Tifa, you're, do you want to jump in and talk about, like, your frustrations with just this situation in general? Um, well, I remember that I was part of the team a few months before this whole ordeal happened. I was even wondering, like, hey, is, like, I've seen KP kind of absent, because we were at the time using Skype before we, we moved on to Discord uh, for the team stuff. And I was a bit nervous. I was like, is, is something happening? Is she okay? And then then you just reappeared and got us on, uh, you know, uh, you gave us the information of like, hey, uh, I'm not entirely like, uh, ah, God damn it. Why can't I talk? You gave us a kind of an idea of what happened. But overall, I just knew that you were sick. And I was like, oh, I hope that she's okay. And then I... I then got the information, the entire information, to finally have my own, you know, ideas. And, of course, I can finally know what actually went behind the scenes. And I was only honestly shocked. At the time, I was a bit more naive. And I, was, and I also thought that, okay, KP is actually nice. She's a good person to work with, even though I was barely on the team for a few months. And it was only years later when I, when I finally got more of the information i actually saw evidence of what happened and all i can say is holy freaking shit why don't people get that with this with this evidence like be it con people be it bronies be it whatever fandom it's like here's the evidence why the frick are you still going on and on about this Here's the evidence proving that you, KP, were the victim of the freaking situation. You were gaslit. You went through horrible shit. And people still be like, Oh, but 
we don't we can't say anything else because we don't know the entire story and i'm like bitch please there's evidence here <laughs> but but there's people who yeah. are like oh i just don't want to get involved and it's like you know that it's worse when you don't want to get involved i do not want to name names mm -hmm. and honestly i also don't want to be like unsure and people say like oh i heard this from the podcast because one of the people said so so I really can't like say names without any backup. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So again, we're. But I guess it's just. I guess a lot of it. Um, before I I pass the metaphorical mic to Whitney, who did a lot of the research, a lot of, of like her own project in oh, yeah, the middle the of research, not yeah. being on the team. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, I think a lot of like the Brony fandom, especially after Jenny's video, is is just like. A lot of times, it was everyone was focused on the perception of the fandom being this happy, positive place full of like misfits who found their way to make something positive out of their shitty lives, kind of thing. Like it was like this haven, and um, you know, like no one wanted to accept the fact that you know it might not be a haven all the time because everyone was married to the idea of the that positive kind of like oh, we're not perverts, we're not, we're not weird, we just really like the show, like, un, you know, we just, yeah, and ironically, which is fine, and, like, again, all, like, the majority of my experiences during conventions have been positive, and people just being, you know, positive towards me, so, again, you know, but it's, it's still, like, even, like, you know, when there's Nazis in a fandom, or like, maybe, the, or the P maybe, word. you know, everyone's not doing, it's like, yeah, ooh. yeah, like maybe we should step, take a step back and you know call call it what it is and say like you know there are some toxic minority individuals in here that um you know we should hold accountable for being pieces yeah, of garbage exactly that. so you know you know and it was just like you know like I tried to work it out with with individuals and they're like we're like a lot of it was oh now they I tried to work it out but then they recorded me and they made excuses and they were gonna leak things if, like not that I was really worried about what I said but it was just the fact that like oh we're just we did this thing this dishonest thing to try to help our side and I'm just like look you guys are adults can you start acting like adults and pretending that or or like acknowledging the fact that your online, like, I get that your online personas are the most important thing because it defines you and feels and gives you, feels like you have purpose when you didn't have purpose before, you were broken before, whatever, but not at the expense of doing unethical or things. Or harmful things to another person, whether or not it was directly or indirectly. Or advocating, right, yeah, or advocating for bad behavior. It's just like, you know, like, I tried to work it out, but then I realized there was other toxic examples, and I was just like, you know what, I'm done. Like, you know, when you're making fun of your, like, this allegedly, but, you know, mm -hmm. when you're allegedly making fun of your fans, like, privately to shit on them to make yourself feel superior, when your fans just love you, and even if it's shitty fan art, like, they spent the time to make that art because they love your work. Like, <laughs> shut up. And and stop and and be an adult and stop like shitting on people because you're self you're you're self conscious like I I can't I can't 
I can't do it. And like even I won't get into it too much, but like same same kind of attitude, which is like the general state of the world right now is like, you know, I, I voted Democrat because I'm just like, I'm done. So I'm just done mm-hmm. with a lot of just people acting like children when they shouldn't act like children. Like, yeah. come on, man. Okay, Whitney, you can you can talk. Now. <laughs> okay. Um, so <laughs> for the podcast, I won't name names. However, uh, there is a video on my channel at twi- uh, my channel name is Puppy Twist, um, and I did name names, and I go over specific research things that actually did happen, uh, and further evidence of things happening, uh, and the legal consequences of those specific actions because a big thing. Um, like, we could talk about, like, just the general morality of this type of behavior, uh, but when push comes to shove, what happened was extremely illegal in every sense, and, uh, fell under defamation and doxing, um, and that's general United States law. When you go state by state, it's different based off of, um, what the laws are in those states. So, like, for example, doxing could fall under um, harassment and stalking, or it could fall under cyberbullying. It just depends on how that information was shared. Um, but my general takeaway is that a lot of people like to pretend that they know their rights and that they know the law um, because they have these ideologies and they're kind of stuck in their ways and a little bit brainwashed by the education system, but that's rant for a different day. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, like, that is also an issue with the Bernie fandom. Like, as Rachel used an example, they tried to claim that they built this illegal thing by using uh, these assets and the potential copyright issues. And uh, they even supposedly cited a law, and then when that law was referenced, it had nothing to do with it. Um, It was debunked. Yeah, it was debunked. So, things like that. Um, you should know better as an adult, as a functioning member of society, you should know better than to do something like that. And the legal consequences for doxing somebody, for harassing somebody, for spreading misinformation that could affect them financially or socially, or could cause them to be harassed, which could affect their mental health. Uh, all of those things could result in a court case and a lawsuit, and you could be paying restitution for their medical bills, uh, for their medication, uh, for any financial revenue lost. In this case, there wasn't any because the channel is nonprofit. But if, like this happened to, let's say, a huge celebrity, and that they weren't able to find work or get a job because person A claimed that they kicked puppies uh, and photoshopped them kicking puppies, <laughs> like uh, they could sue you yeah. for doing that. Uh, and then you would be responsible for paying them back the money that you would owe them for doing that. Um, so he lied about his age. Yeah, not to bring up like clone high, but it it does make me think of when JFK and and Lincoln competed for like student body president, and JFK <laughs> led a whole smear campaign against Lincoln, saying like, you know, it's like it, like well saying. He eats, he eats babies. babies. Have you ever ever seen him eat a baby? Well, you may have never seen it, but how do you know he doesn't do it? And then they're just like, I just love eating babies. And it's like, I love eating this baby. And it's like <laughs> him eating spaghetti. 
Yeah, or they just pretend to be like they pretend to be these white knights yeah. of society and henceforth do these awful things because they think it is the right thing to do. We must right these wrongs <laughs> and then they just end up being horrible and can I swear? Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, just end up being these little shitheads of society that think that the hottest piece of shit out there, but end up being the worst of the worst. And you just want to kick them right in the freaking The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Oh, no. And then it's like, the actions justify the means, and it's like, no, they don't, you mm -hmm. asshole. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's another thing. Uh, even if you have good intentions, your actions are your mm -hmm. actions. And if they're illegal, they're just illegal. Exactly. Um, uh, it doesn't matter what motivated you to do a specific thing. <laughs> you did something terrible. It's Thanos, you know? Like, that's a vague example. Oh. But, like, oh my. he may have thought that he was doing a good thing. Doesn't change the fact that he killed literally half the entire population of everything. Exactly. It's cool motive, still murder. Yeah, that's why it's just, like, I, it's like going to the point of like I get it, I don't approve of it, and it's not right, but I get it. <laughs> and the thing is, this whole situation wasn't even motivated by good morals because mm -hmm. um, in the video that you can see on my channel, there's also a call linked in the description where one of the previous team heads had a conversation with that person, um, had recorded the call legally. He had the right to do so because he had uh, permission from a third party. And um, in that call, the individual in question had confirmed that he was not thinking of the team when he did these specific things, only the people in his general group that were encouraging him to, and he knew that there would be negative consequences that would reflect back on the team. Um, his motivations were very selfish. Um, he did talk about wanting attention and uh, vindication, essentially. Um, so. This whole situation was essentially just a child looking for attention, uh, maybe looking for um, acceptance from his peers, which is another thing because his peers were adults um, and they were actively encouraging this behavior. Um, so they, they looked at a child who already had been struggling, um, didn't have very many probably good role models in his life from uh, just a gut feeling. I don't have confirmation on that. It's just a gut feeling. Um, and they manipulated him by encouraging his bad tendencies and saying that this was okay and that he should do this. Which, as an adult, you are responsible for what you teach children, and children are sponges. Even at the age of like 16 or 17, when they're almost adults, they're still absorbing a lot of information. And that includes mm -hmm. the way that you treat them and the way that you treat other people. Um, and they see that, they internalize that, and that shapes their personality and how they're going to treat other people. And it takes a lot. Along with the, yeah, along with the lessons they either directly or indirectly receive from yeah. them. Yeah, and it takes a lot to unlearn those habits when you realize that they're a problem. And most people tend not to realize that they're a problem. Um, okay, I'll do a takeaway too. And it, it kind of still really bothers me in some ways where... Um, not that these people need to be canceled per se, but when they're more concerned about the general public learning about their bad behavior versus like the fact that they did a bad thing, 
you know, whatever, and it had public consequences, like, that's when you need to respond publicly. Like, I don't care how minimal or whatever, like, you know, you know, it bought, you know, and it bothers me because, like, like, these toxic people, you know, have a, an audience where they're quote-unquote mo- role models to children. And, like, if the children knew of their bad behavior, of them, you know, like, recording people illegally, of people, of, you know, just the general abuse and um, what else was there, you know, alleged, like, you know, suicide for attention like again that's alleged I'm not sure but you know it just it 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 bothers me and it bothers me that like I can't be more vocal sometimes about it because people are believing like bullshit about you know me or whatever that it's gonna deflate the argument like you know something that also really bothered me too is um this instance where I have um my friend Lachlan who's been on the podcast before told me of a of another content creator who will will also remain nameless, but you can probably, you might be able to guess who it was. But anyway, so um, a male who was going to wear a dress on stage as a joke um, and dance with his other male friend for a generally big crowd. Um, Security, it was was a ballroom event. Security would not let him in because, you know, it looked like he was um, doing it giggles which was he he was and he pretended to be a transgender female in order to get past security and i'm just like and this is someone who has a really big audience now and you know and that just like he's not inherently a bad person he's not as bad as the the people that we've been hinting hinting at at the podcast but it shows a huge level of immaturity and the fact that like you know, he was really distant to me when I thought he was my friend, you know, and, but he, but, like, that could catch up to, like, I'm not gonna, like, make a thing about it, but, like, that could catch up to him, and it's, like, you know, you're not as invincible, like, you can't just do shitty things like that and pretend it's okay, but, like, if someone else is dealing with something, you can't pretend it's not your problem either, like, you have a responsibility now like with great power becomes great responsibility to to do good and like do charity and, and, and educate people and especially when you're talking about animation you know like which is like my favorite thing and like um and, and lauren's favorite thing too probably <laughs> um yeah yeah it's like also everyone's mine. really passionate about it and you're you're there like teaching people like and teaching people animation history and you know people are looking up to you but you're doing this shitty this this shitty shady stuff um because it's funny and because you want to be validated by the fact that you're doing a funny thing even though in hindsight it's a really shitty thing um and it's gross and like you know and that's why i like i hope that people that are listening to this can kind of just look at their favorite creators and just be like you know, I took a class about le- media literacy in high school, not in high school, in college. And the, the general essence of that is <laughs> looking into your sources, looking over to where the information you're 
like this information is coming from. And I think, you know, like Whitney touched a little bit about the, the school, the American school system. And I think part of it is just like this bias to kind of believe what we're hearing and, you know, immediately. But, um, you know, I like. As a great as a great philosopher once said. Right. And like you have to realize that the majority of news media is coming from seven, seven, like seven or eight different conglomerates, you know, and they're controlling like not to not to go all 1984 on it, but like they're controlling the majority of what information we have publicly. And, you know, Mm. at the very least, like check where where this store, this stuff is coming from. Check if your sources are credible. Do they have a reputation of like. Like, everyone, like, makes mistakes. Like, you know, news sources make mistakes. That's fine. People make mistakes. But do they correct them with those mistakes? Do they do they hold themselves accountable saying, oh, my bad? Or do they just kind of run with it? Um, so in my notes, an exa- a, a big celebrity example that I wanted to bring up is um, the, the Johnny Depp case where what happened, from my understanding, is um, Johnny Depp was accused by his wife of being... Um, physically abusive and um, I think Hollywood tried to make like this is like in the middle of like or well I guess we're still in Me Too whatever but this was like a couple years when Me Too was like even a bigger thing and and Hollywood Mm -hmm. in general was just like fuck that guy that guy's a piece of shit and like through the process of the court cases and about exes coming out and speaking on his behalf um, you know it turns out that that Depp wasn't the abusive one. He was the one being abused just by past behavior mm-hmm. and by history. And it bothers me that, like, because that's similar to what happened to me, and it bothers me that, like, people were just, like, so eager to believe things. Just yeah, pounce and attack, especially right? because they're like, oh, that person's famous. They're, they, they're, they're more accomplished than me. They're better than me, whatever. But they did the bad thing, so everything else before that is just null and void. Like, I'm not saying, um, you know, and they're not, well, at the very least, they're not, I think that should totally be the case for pedophiles, but, like, they're not, they're not questioning, you know, something that isn't concrete yet, or he said, she said, or whatever, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's really important to believe victims of crimes, too, but I think, you know, when they're turning into court cases, like, or there's, you know, like, at the end of the day, when there's, like, probably, like, 15 or 20 different witnesses of the same crime, like, probably the, the person did it. But, like, you know, don't just throw your hands in the ring. Like, be be smart. Be adults. Like, question things. Like, where are they getting their sources? Is their sources biased? Like, there's different media outlets that have super biased sources or that, you know, they pretend they, they lie consistently and they might be manipulating the public. So... Not again, not to get too political, but you know, I just, I just hate things like, and I just hate crappy people and creators because, like, I think it's like such a cool, neat thing that you know we're in this day and age where, like, me as a YouTuber um, can assemble, you know, other people that are passionate about the thing that I like that I am, and then we can create something better than, or like, than something we can make on our own. And money doesn't have to be the driving factor, you know, like it's all everyone's just passionate about it and they all just want to make something, just make something out of it. And, you know, I think 
Like, I think if Walt Disney was, like, a millennial YouTuber, I think he'd be going about it, like, a similar way, you know? You know, like, where's that fan fiction, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And going back a little bit to, you know, being a YouTuber and also during the events of what happened to you, um, I just wanted to add this comment about how your how people who I'm not gonna name names again I'm not entirely sure so I prefer to not mention names um, how many people claimed to be your friend because of the collaborations or whatnot and blah blah how when this happened and they just decided to clean their hands like oh I don't want to get involved in this and it's like why are you not trying to figure out if this is true or if this is a, a whole well not necessarily conspiracy but like why not get involved why not try to help to find out right what happened to get your facts straight and they just dis like i mentioned before they just wash their hands and they're like oh uh no no i'm i'm not involved i'm not involved in that or in, in other cases another person also is like you need to be the bigger person and forgive. And I'm like, that is some load of uh, bullshit. Yeah. Like, it made me physically yeah. angry. And I was like, why not do something about it instead of being the neutral party? And yes, I am doing the finger quotes, like Dr. <laughs> Evil. <laughs> um, it, honestly, it made me so angry because it's like, they're supposed right. to be your friends. They say they're your friends, but they did right. nothing. And they also got involved into some other stuff with another person who, hey, they turned out to be a pedophile. And they also they also washed their hands off that. Like, oh, we're just going to try to get this person some help. And be the bigger person. Forgive and forget and blah, blah, blah. And I just want to <laughs> smash you across the face with a freaking well, soldering yeah. iron. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I I get that creative in in terms of my. Like, I mean, I think pain. like like I guess I'll. I mean, I wanted to end this on just like some general like you know red flags to um, notice in people. Yeah, and to, um, yeah, you know, I yeah. think a lot of it too is just like just general fear about what's happening, and you know, like fair weather friends, and you know, like the 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 dress guy that I mentioned earlier, like the it made me so angry because like. He's been to my parents' house. He had dinner, like, with my parents. He's met my dog, Harry, who um, usually is in the background. Like, sometimes when I'm, when I'm recording, he's quiet. He's pretty chill. Um, you know, and, like, it's it, it just feels like, oh, you were only nice to me because you liked me. Oh, you only, like, you oh, there were issues that, like, let's talk about them. You don't just, like avoid people when there's you know things that you need to talk about like you know i'm not trying to be like i'm not trying Don't to be a bitter quiet. grandma yeah. over here like back in my day kind of thing but it's just <laughs> like you know um i'm hoping with like this is all relevant to the general political climate that you guys can like you guys the people listening to this can kind of like um relate with i guess but you know, I think there's something to be said about, you know, standing up for doing the right thing. And, you know, we can we can even, like, go back to, like, you know, Nazis and shit. And when, like, 
you know, Hitler was gaining power, a lot of people were just like, eh, it's not my problem, you know, and then, and then really bad stuff happened. So I think, and I mean, it became, it became their problem. country's problem in general, um, you know, yeah. among other things. But, you know, I think, you know, everyone as a human being has a general responsibility just to learn some, like, general good and bad psychology terms to understand when you're in a toxic relationship with someone or a toxic friendship or there are toxic people in your environment. Like, you should just tell them to go to therapy and back the fuck up. So, um, Whitney, do you want to add anything before I just go into some general, like, red flags for of people just... You should look, people in general should look out for, whether it be their friends or creators or whatever. Yeah. Or even family members. <laughs> That's the biggest red flag yeah. of all, in my, in, in, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. So, on top of just PR in general, like, most of you are probably listening to this or content creators, so I'll talk a little bit about that first. Um, just in general, don't do things unless you know that you can own up to those things. Like, if you genuinely cannot say that you're proud of doing something or certain behaviors, like, everyone has an off day, but you also consciously decide how you treat people, uh, the actions that you take, like, you don't accidentally <laughs> just dox someone. You don't accidentally no. start a harassment. You don't accidentally chain. look for a person's address and then leak it onto the world because you're, right. you're doing oh the right God. thing. And, like, you know, I just think of, like, you know, I've I've made bad mistakes because, like, I don't know, you know, when you, you just kind of fall into, like, I don't want to say becoming popular, but, like, kind of gaining an audience. And then you just, like, you do things but without realizing that there there's consequences. Like, I remember, like, one time, like, for the radio play, like, we, for the announcement, um, the announcement, like, there was an announcement where we were announcing the cast, like, this was, like, six years ago or something like that, and, like, the editor used people's real names, and then, like, we, as soon as it launched, they're like, oh, my God, you can't use my name, and I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot, I'll take it down, but, like, you know, that's just what the takeaway has to be, like, we, you know, you need, like, I would have known that, you know, you need to Yeah, you, you know, it's just people. like all you have to do is just own up when you do be, you do stupid mistakes generally and just kind of be aware of like what people are comfortable with and being comfortable having that conversation, you know. Mm -hmm. Um um okay, were, were you going to say anything else, Whitney? Yeah, I had a couple of points, sorry. Okay, go ahead. Um so yeah, there's that um and then recognizing behaviors within yourself because we are all human and we do all make mistakes and we all have tendencies and trauma and habits that we learn from other people, whether it's family or uh, business or whatever. Um, like receiving criticism with grace, which Rachel does that pretty well. Like I've, I've talked to her all the time, almost like every day. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, being constructive when receiving criticism uh, if you feel like you have a problem that's more deep set, like it's a habit, it's not something that you can easily break, like blaming other people or miscommunicating or not having the confidence to talk about the way that you really feel, uh, see a therapist, do some research online, um, 
just see if there's something that you can do to help yourself because the better that you get at communicating your issues and um, the better that you get at receiving criticism from other people when it does come, uh, the easier it will be to handle situations that do come up. Um, and then final thought, this type of thing isn't just content related. It does happen in close circles and families and with significant others. Um, they can harm you or you can harm them. Um, you can gaslit and convince that you were in the wrong. Um, Do you want to, should we define gaslighting too? So if people don't know what that term means. Oh yeah. Um, so gaslighting is essentially when somebody does not want to take responsibility for what they've done. Um, push that back onto you and it can be in an aggressive form or a uh, passive form. So like aggressive forms of gaslighting, an example would be, oh, I'm sorry that you feel that way. I'm sorry. I'm such a terrible person. I'm sorry. Like they don't actually say that I'm sorry. They're trying to guilt you into thinking that you were the problem. And then other forms of gaslighting that are more minor and subtle can be like, oh, but you need to forgive. Uh, be the bigger person. Forgiveness is the answer. And well, for some people, that is the answer. In general, unless that person who has harmed you is making efforts to be better, and not just saying that they're trying to be better, like making actual efforts that you can see, uh, you're not obligated to spend time with them, to forgive them, to talk to them. Like, it is like, I'm, I'm going to get a little bit controversial for a second. Go, go for it. Okay. So, in general, forgiveness, you know, is a religious concept. I grew up Mormon. Um, I'm going to use an example from the Book of Mormon, even though I don't believe in Mormon. So, there's this guy named Nephi, and he has two brothers, Lemon and Lemuel, and they're the worst. Um, They beat him up, and uh, when they go to get these family records that had been stolen from them, uh, uh, both the brothers tried and failed. And so Nephi was like, hey, let me. And then they literally beat him up for trying to say, let me, I have an idea. Um, and when they get them back, uh, they travel from Israel to America. Um, and they straight up tie him to a bow mast uh, because they got angry with him. And they were just constantly abusing him and putting him through all of this. And even though even the gospel teaches about forgiveness, in the end, Nephi goes his separate way from his brothers. He does not talk to them again. Um, they do not interact again because you should never be forced to be with your abuser ever. So anyone who tries to use religion as like, oh, but you have to forgive. You know why they're saying that. And I know why they're <laughs> saying that. And it's not because it's a religious mm-hmm, thing. It's yeah. because they don't want to take responsibility. They want you to forgive. They don't want to repent uh, or just say sorry, own up to what they've done. Uh... Yeah, exactly that. Uh, I was going to mention that, hey, you they want you to forgive them for their wrongs and just basically you be the bigger person. Again, I'm also doing the finger quotes and it's like you're letting them do whatever they want and they're just gonna keep telling you like oh you be the bigger person forgive and it's like no but go ahead Whitney sorry yeah so like if you are a religious individual and you have like taken an oath to forgive people then that's you and I'm proud of you for doing that but forgiveness isn't the same as like letting those toxic people back into your life into your circle 
And if you don't want to forgive somebody, it's not your moral obligation to. Outside of any morals that you give yourself, nobody else should be telling you what to do. Um, okay, I'll just jump in and talk about some, some red flags for, for people. So, um, or just red flags in general for your just, your just social relationships. Yay. So, if you have someone who's a piece of shit, here are some, like, red flags. So, um, a lot of why I'm not publicly, like, akin with all, like, I don't want to say, like, um, how do I word this? I'm I'm not typically as close to all the other bronies. Like I know, like the TF2 people have like a group when they talk to each other a lot, and that scares me in general because people I don't know scare me. But anyway, um, you know, is is the is the. I think either sometimes there's just general lack of understanding and not trying to understand, and or, just. Um, enableization via just passiveness. So like, you know, oh, we'll be fine, or oh, you know, don't. I'm not gonna do anything, you know. But but not doing anything, you're saying that the thing is okay to do when it's not, and you know, it's it's hard when like you're traumatized by a community and like other people in the community, like with some exceptions just aren't really saying anything because they just don't want to get involved and I'm just like that that's that doesn't feel like it feels like you value your your reputation over the the health of your friends that doesn't seem like it's a good thing drug sigh so anyway um so just general things that things that I have noticed is besides the whole like rationalization words are hard of just really unhealthy things or like illegal things and I just want to say just because you do something on the internet does not mean you are not accountable to the laws of different states every it doesn't make you immune you remember that cyber stalkers I mean I don't want any cyber stalkers this but like if you know any just like go yell at them go beat them with the stick um metaphorically don't actually beat them um so, um, again, just general, general enableization of just, like, um, on how, I'm trying to think of examples of just general, like, people in general are afraid of confrontation. That is a, just a general rule that I've learned. I am not, and I am not because I try to protect myself from people that don't have my best interests or, and or um, people that, you know, I don't really want in my life but I can realize that that can be intimidating sometimes like especially when I'm doing collabs with people I don't know that much I'm just gonna be I'm gonna be like I'm gonna put it all out here if you have anything you want to tell me then you can I'm cool yo just but they're just like oh but what if I tell KP and she hates me and like usually when someone offers that they won't hate you if you're gonna tell them something you they're just like like your mom like they're just glad they you told them unless like you killed someone don't don't murder people everyone um i know it's the spirit but you know that might be going a little bit too hard so um you know and the other thing (laughs) the other thing too is like you know a lot of this has like one of the biggest things i've learned general generally in therapy is that you are not accountable for someone else's mental health like at the end of the day it is their responsibility 
to help themselves because you cannot save them if they're unwilling to take your help. Like you can, like you can talk to them, you can let them rant to you, you can listen. Like, but you know, putting up your boundaries and saying like, "Hey, you know, I'm not available tonight. I'm out, but like, I'm, I, I, I'm sorry you feel bad. We can talk later." You know, that's usually all they need. Um, but I, I see a lot of people just trying too uncomfortably hard to. Um, save people, quote unquote, that they can't save, as well as you know, setting your boundaries. Have to have in 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 your um, talking about your expectations for specific things. You know, are really um, they they require a little bit of sense of self worth, like you know, and self care. Like you are worth your self love and self care, you know, um, and. <laughs> You can't blame yourself for these miscommunications if you're not having a conversation about them in the first place. Like, again, I had a friendship where a lot of the negative behavior, <laughs> like, confirmed by my therapist again, where it is just a lack of communication. And because of this person's lack of self-worth, they weren't advocating their boundaries or advocating their expectations well. And I can't yeah, because know there is communication. What to do if there we're is. not having communication is again, key. like evident with Whitney, we're very frank about both of our boundaries. And look at that. We haven't had any real I was problems. actually doing the chef. I was doing the, you know, the Italian Whoa. gesture. You know, um, you know the one. <laughs> communication. I'm just like physically doing like the Witten Gapo like wave from like Pocahontas. Like communication. Oh, um, I wanted to add on with what you just said about how there's um, gonna be people who, so, um, who will comment on like yeah, yeah and I think bed, but I'm I'm not available right see, now. What else? It also what other bad has things to be if they're people... in the mindset because sometimes they are willing to listen but they're not in the proper mindset. Maybe they're dealing with something and they want to deal with it themselves, so they can't really listen to you. Or it, it, like I mentioned, uh, you know, in the mindset because sometimes the person does need to be in a specific mindset or be free to be able to listen to to be it you or a friend vent or whatever there was uh, there was actually a video by jaden animations uh, we're not sponsored by her anyway uh, she's just one of my favorite youtubers <laughs> she also talked about relationships and how sometimes be it friendships or platonic relationships or romantic ones sometimes they do end up being toxic and the person like threatens that oh i'm gonna hurt myself if you're not with me or i i just better kill myself or whatever to cause either pity or make you stay because you feel like you have a responsibility which is not it's not your responsibility for their well-being like you mentioned and i just wanted to add that mm -hmm. um but i think i think in general a lot of like the self-care and self-protection techniques kind of take a certain amount of advocacy um and and also kind of like being willing to put it on on the line like i will say like i'm the first to say like i'm very frank with people and i can i can see why it comes off as intimidating but if someone is frank with me like it kind of scares me sometimes <laughs> especially <laughs> uh figures of authority like i like i didn't become start becoming um what's the word extroverted until like my later high school years but before that I was like like no one believes me now but like I was like a mouse like I didn't say anything I was afraid of everyone like like all my teachers would say oh she just doesn't talk so um you know 
which is weird to think about now, but like that was me, me, the majority of my like my child life. So I get it, especially because there's a lot of artist people. But, you know, um, I think these are just, again, healthy things to consider and continue to have healthy relationships. And again, like you want to feel like your friends are there to support you, you know, pub- I want to I want to say publicly. Maybe that's not the right word, but they like got your back, even though. Like, all, like, no matter, like, not no matter what, but, like, within reason, I guess, too. And, you know, you kind of realize who your friends are when you're in these situations where it's just fucking horrible. And, you know, they're just kind of like, I don't know, KP is pretty toxic right now because the internet told me so. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna put my head in the sand like an ostrich and just hope it goes away. And, like, it wor- works in reverse. Like, a lot of times, like, people don't know you're going through bad times because you don't tell them. And they can't help you if you don't tell them or you don't actively request for their support. So, um... I can kind of attest to that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, there was a time where I just disappeared off the face of the earth in terms of the team. And I didn't tell anybody because I was being... I was in a very depressive state because of the quarantine. And then, um... You kind of did help me in in coming back, uh, after like trying to contact me but i was like no she 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 must know i i'm just gonna try to solve this on my own and then it's like okay i i, can, I do need to talk to since, people since she brought that up can i use that example quickly yes go ahead okay so like tifa's work schedule is she's usually like she's since she's been on the team for so long she has like what we call clean renders where like, when she's given an edit of a project, she doesn't have a lot of notes because she just knows the style and she's very meticulous. So, like, she can get work done pretty fast. Like, the only thing sometimes she does now is she'll kind of, like, uh, she'll kind of um, overestimate how th- how short things will take her and then work sometimes gets the way and then she forgets to tell us, which is not that big of a deal. But, like, except, like, communicate. Anyway, um, don't do that, Tifa. But anyway, um, so before that, um, she would... Like, if there was a big problem or a big, like, emotional problem, she would just, like... And this happens a lot, especially not just with Tifa, but, like, with new people. They just kind of, like, they dunk out um, and they just ignore communication. And I'm just, like, I always say, like, that makes it so much worse. Like, it's okay if you have, like, you're depressed or something is happening at home. Like, just tell us so we can, like, make appropriate accommodations. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't personally hold you see you in lesser of a light because your dog died and you need some time to like come on like don't be stupid so um you know like I was like Tifa like it sounds like you need like you need to go back to therapy or something like I don't know you that well but it seems like you're you know you're you you have these cycles and it got to a point one time like during quarantine especially like when it just started happening where like she was dark forever and I couldn't get a hold of her anyway. So I was just like, I, I think I found Tifa on Tumblr. And I was like, hey, Tifa, like, is this, is, this, is this just it? You just done? And then we had a conversation, which is a conversation I have a lot. I'm sure Whitney's had a lot, too, at this time where it's just like, hey, I don't hate you. You just need to tell what, us what's going on and just try to be proactive about your own self-care. Like, that's all. And, you know, when, you ha- yeah. when, you, when you're put into an environment where you're <laughs> have more responsibility sometimes you realize a lot that you might you might need therapy or you might need certain self-care 
things to make sure you don't get overstressed and, you know, communicating your boundaries is a big part of that. Um, and spiel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are all my points. Uh, Lauren or Whitney, do you have anything else you want to add? Um, after, <laughs> I, actually, after you mentioned, like, the boundaries thing, I do, like, in, this is, like, some general advice for both employees and employers. So, uh, employers first, um, I would recommend making sure to check in on your employees uh, when you feel like there might be something wrong. Because if they're not doing their work, it's usually not because they're lazy, it's usually because they're depressed. Um, uh, and usually there's like a common denominator in those situations. So either they aren't eating right, they aren't sleeping right, they have an underlying uh, medical condition, uh, and they need to be medicated or requesting a therapist. Um, and actively encouraging them to do so. Um, and, uh, like, sometimes it could be exercise, things like that, and it's not necessarily your job to be their therapist. You are paying them, or they are working for you, or you are they are receiving compensation in some way. Uh, but if you want your team to succeed, you need to make sure that everybody is doing well mentally, physically, emotionally. Uh, and for some people, they may not have an outlet in their own lives with other people and you may need help to step in and provide that for them or encourage them to do things for themselves. As an employee, recognizing um, positive workspaces versus abusive workspaces. So like uh, the whole drama thing was a claim that the workspace on TPC was abusive and it's really not because it's a volunteer thing. You work less than 20 hours a week typically. Um, like, and depending on how fast we're, like there's one artist on the team who is so fast, like you give him an assignment and he has it the next day and he's like, I got bored. And I'm like, wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this person actually like really, yeah. really impresses um, me. And so like, um, on top of that, like you're talking with people with similar interests, like, like actual toxic work environments could be um, your schedule not being respected, not knowing when your schedule is, um, uh, your employer not communicating with you, um, your employer not acknowledging when you try to call in for sick, uh, not observing your rights as an employee, uh, things like that. Um, and like knowing your rights legally when those types of things happen. Um, so if you're unsure of your rights, if you feel like they might be being violated, I would recommend uh, just looking up the law in general, like in your area. Um, where I work, there's actually a volunteer board in the um, break room, which literally has like a list of like everyone's rights, making sure that they're being upheld, a number to call if you feel like your rights are being violated, because I work in a really good place right now. Um, but yeah, just um, as an employer, observe your employees, making sure that uh, they are meeting their own needs. Um, and if consistently they just aren't, things aren't working out, um, ultimately you are running a business, you are taking care of a team, you wanna make sure that that team succeeds, you may just have to let them go. Um, and it doesn't have to end on a bad note necessarily. You can give them advice or a place to look for more work where you can say, hey, this might just be a temporary thing. Maybe go see a therapist and then come back in two weeks or like give them temporary leave or something like that because you also need to be meeting needs of your own team yeah. and your own budget and making sure that things run smoothly enough for you to meet your own end goals 
um, but you should not be compromising efficiency uh, and humanity. There needs to be a balance of uh, the end product of what your team is working on, as well as your own team's needs and brands. Um, Lauren, as an outsider, do you, have, do you want to contribute anything else to the conversation? Um, I guess what I could say, at least out of, you know, from the point of self-care, is making sure that, you know, that you are taking care of yourself as a team member. Um, just like everybody else has been saying, you know, it's like you, everybody has to, like, you know, when everybody is all part of a team and everybody's got to be doing their part, um, you got to make sure that you are you are keeping track if you are at 100% or not uh, or able to do it. And if you aren't, you have to be communicative about it. Um, I think especially with this team, it's been very good to, to know that, you know, you can communicate if something's wrong. So, um, or if you feel like you, you know, you may need a schedule change or anything like that. So, um, it's, it's very good to make sure that you have your team is your entire team with all levels is communicating well um whenever anything comes up and then at the same time it's also making sure that you are that you are doing your part and taking care of yourself and making sure that you are efficient um and i know we all have to remind ourselves you got to eat you haven't eaten yet today you got to drink drink water stay hydrated you know <laughs> take a break take it Gotta go stretch. Did you take a shower? Take a walk. Did you eat? <laughs> Did you take your medication? If you if you yeah. are taking medication, so it's like Did you take it's it a lot thing? of just you know, it it comes down to when you got to take care of yourself, um, because you aren't gonna give your all your one hundred percent if you're not a hundred percent. So, yeah. Yeah. Even reorganizing your room or cleaning the house can help. Like it, it's not necessarily helpful for everyone. It helps certain people. So it's just checking what can, what can you do to help yourself, uh, like clearing up your mind. So like like I mentioned, like cleaning the house or mm -hmm. taking a shower, making sure you eat, and it could it it not it's not a oh I just do this and I'll instantly mm -hmm. be happy. No, it it takes time. <laughs> It's not like a one thing, one one type of thing that just fixes everything in just an instant. Mm -hmm. uh, I am sorry, I keep talking. Oh, we're never gonna get out of here. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> we'll never. We'll I'm never holding be you all hostage. I've been given the mic. I'm never letting go. <laughs> Help us! Help us! We're done. <laughs> um. This might also help to hear, but like similar to like uh, Rachel having PTSD, um, like I struggle with anxiety and depression. I have since I was a little girl, um, and it's not really something that was triggered by anything. It's just something that was genetic and instilled in me, and I've just had to live with it. Um, and I'm medicated, and I've been exercising more and eating healthier, and it's been helping a lot. But I still have bad days. I still have days where I just cannot function, and realizing that in those days it's okay that i don't necessarily have control because i'm still making an effort uh, communicating with the people in my life to make sure hey that they know like i can't do this today i can't do this right now um just restarting the next day and not falling into that pit because 
it's not something that you're always going to have control over, especially if it's something that you're like genetically inclined to. It just happens. And all you can do is live with the doubt that you've been given and like doing your best. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like it's just about being accountable for your mistakes and noticing when people are making excuses for extremely like bad behavior and trying to rationalize them by you know using their emotional needs as a way to like account for like oh I was in a bad place so that's why I said these shitty things and just like you know you like you still actively said the shitty things like I don't care like where you were I don't care if you were in Africa or what other bad place there was to, well maybe Africa maybe Antarctica or something not that Africa is bad um I don't know it's just the first like place that came to mind anyway um yay go go South Africa <laughs> but um you know you I guess you got to hold people accountable for you know and and kind of figure out what what is really bad behavior from what just we, what what we described and basically rationalization for really bad behavior and seeing who people really are and you know what's important to them and you know like I've said like earlier the the internet gives everyone a speaking vo- a speaking voice and sometimes those speaking voices are potentially not good people and you know they don't have to just be pedophiles to basically be not good people or they might have to they they might have a lot of faults if they're just not good people but you know you should be cautious about what bad people are potentially telling you not that everyone's bad but like you know how it influences their art and you know how you want you want it to influence you as a person so if it was up to me I just take all the bad people and like Get, take away their YouTube accounts, <laughs> but you know I don't have that power. Take the bad people and put them somewhere else. Make them go to therapy and come back. So, <laughs> and have a certificate that actually shows that they actually changed instead of certificate of like, completion. Oh, I am better, and then goes back. Congratulations, you did it. So, um, I think I'm good. If you guys are good, as far as all our discussion points. Does anyone want to add anything? Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, if you I'm think of something, people, sure. I'll just do the wrap-up. So, um, in case you're new, like, again, this was a this was an episode I wanted to do for a while, and, you know, just, like, that's just something I learned as far as, you know, um, doing content creation and making sure if you're a leader in a community that you have to, you know, be accountable for pointing out the bad behavior or not letting it um, continue just because it's convenient, just because, like, it's convenient for PR, for your convention, or, you know, it's convenient for whatever narrative you're you're saying about yourself or whatever's happening. So, you know, it's, it's, it's that easy. And I know it's hard being controversial these days, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, do you really want to be remembered as the person who didn't say the, that there were Nazis just because it was convenient? Maybe Nazis is an extreme example, but, you know. So notice, yeah, don't be a Nazi. Like, Nazis, it's just so. that easy. <laughs> um, 
you know, and yeah, just notice these like these tendencies with anyone you, that is in your circle, whether they be good or bad. Um, and just just be careful on the internet and and check your sources. Um, so, and and spiel, but I really again I wanted to do this because I didn't want to just like be passive in like all the bad stuff that has happened to me around me, like pointing out. You know, not in a way that's going to harass anyone that was involved, but just as a way to bring it up and just say, hey, this happened. Like, take it or leave it, you know, kind of thing. Like, shrug sigh. Um, so if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Two of you listening on iTunes, I don't know. Um, we usually put out our episodes every Wednesdays. Wednesday, period. We do our best with that. We, we, we try. <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing the things. So you can listen to us all the places that there would be podcasts. Um, we're still scheduled to do a Halloween show next, the, the day before Halloween. So mm-hmm. we're figuring out if we're doing it for charity or, or not. So keep an eye on the social medias for that. We were at the KP podcast on Twitter and the Instagram that we don't really use that much. But anyway, um, please watch the videos on the main channel. Please share them. Like, we were all, like, incredibly disheartened when we did an original opening animation for an Avatar um, video. And then, like, no one saw it. (laughs) So, like, you know, do me a solid yo. Plug it and spread it. (laughs) But, you know, just, like, you know, sharing it around won't, like... You know, it's part of, like, my creative process where it, it makes me feel good when more people are watching the things we work on. And, like, it's exacerbating to work on a long video and be like, so, like, 500 people saw it, which doesn't, like, I'm grateful for everyone who watched it. But I'm just like, but no, but the, 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 the sexy anime butt video got, like, 2 million views. That's not fair. So, um, that was just, like, sexy the first one off the top of my head. But anyway, um. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, and the more, you know, like, know. the more, the more videos we make that spread around, the more, like, important contacts we can have and, like, trick them into doing videos with us. And then we get, like, you know, like, vid- like episodes with, like, um, like, other industry people, which is always good for everyone, a win-win. So, um, yeah, make sure you follow us on Twitter. You can follow Lauren and I on our Twitters. Subscribe and notify the main channel and I guess the YouTube one for the podcast if that's how you consume the podcast every day I don't know I don't know where people are lis- listening to things it's fine um any other do you guys want to plug yourself Tifa and Whitney okay uh you can find me on YouTube at Tiffany Twist you can find me on TikTok at Worm on a String Mom where I make really crappy My Hero Academia videos about my worm girl OC who has worms on a string for hair and that's all I make. <laughs> um oh I was just gonna remind for, just remind oh, I'm gonna remind Go people before I forget. Um the the links to the videos that we discussed are in the description for you to do not take us at our word and consume all the evidence and then be disappointed by humanity so um both of them one's like i think they're both 45 minutes each ish so if that interests you um they're there so i promise we're telling the truth (laughs) there it is there's the evidence (laughs) we did it look it up (laughs) 
Don't don't think we're lying. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad we were able to do this all together. Now I know it was a lot of oh, keep trying to schedule everything, so I'm glad we were able to have this. <laughs> Oh, Tifa, plug yourself real quick. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, as as I mentioned earlier in the in the podcast, um, you can find me as Gutslove on YouTube, also as the Real Gutslove on Twitter. I mostly do videos about video games or content that I like. Ulti- uh, recently, I've been doing a Nightmare Before Christmas Oogie's Revenge playthrough, which I plan to finish on hopefully Christmas if things go well, or even earlier. Because, hey, it's spoopy month, and I wanted <laughs> hint, to do hint, something wink, nightmare wink. because I love nightmare. <laughs> Best part is with nightmare yeah. before Christmas, it spans <laughs> over two holidays. Yes. All right. And so I think happy. that's it. So I guess I guess you next episode, um, which will technically be our last Halloween, pre-recorded Halloween time episode before we switch back to the normal one before we switch back to the Christmas themed overlay so happy <laughs> Halloween stay safe trick, trick stay or treat spooky. with masks on which you were probably already doing anyway but now like more <laughs> so Always Merry Halloween your candy and disinfect everything Merry crisis <laughs> Merry crisis <laughs> Oh my god. Go vote. Please vote. Please vote. Please go so vote. Done. Please. Merry Christ. Okay. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Animation Communication on YouTube, Spotify, or your favorite podcast provider. We are really hoping this show makes a difference in how people view animation and media as well as giving and providing advice for people all over the world who like or want to join the animation or media industry. If you liked what you heard, please remember to subscribe and rate those five stars, as well as tell your friends. Don't forget to subscribe to the main YouTube channel, I Love Kim Possible A Lot, and turn those notifications on. My name is Scribbler, and you have been listening to Animation Communication.